Welcome to TSO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And I am Erica Lee. Welcome back. Welcome back, we're everybody. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about something um, pretty uh, interesting. Of course, we always think they're interesting. I'm Tanya, by the way. And I'm Erica. <laughs> and we welcome you to uh, back to our podcast, Why Is This So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. Um, as some of you know, in this podcast series, we work to discuss those issues that prevent us from being socially just and free. Mm -hmm. Um, The goal here is to disrupt the status quo of racial inequality and inequity in systems. So each episode will challenge all of us to be the change that we want to see. Yes, that's us. So everybody's got it. And so do you. (laughs) And so do you. And so do you. (laughs) But you're wondering what you have. (laughs) Yeah, it's not COVID. (laughs) It's bias. <laughs> it's bias. He just said yes. it's not COVID. They might have COVID. And if you do, know. please do get better you, soon. Yes, drink no. plenty of fluids. <laughs> get plenty of rest. Get better. Yeah. So, so this topic of bias, you know, some people are like, I don't have any bias. I love everybody. I love everybody. I respect everybody. Yeah. If you're good to me, I'm good to you. Right. I, I do not have bias towards people. Why is that not true? Because we all have it. We mm-hmm. all have it. We all have received messages from the time that we were very, very young. We've seen research where kids as young as three have, you know, shown that they have bias. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, for and against people based on skin color, gender, culture, even body types. Like, like we all, we all have it because we've received images and messages from when we were very young Mm -hmm. about groups of people. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so we, what happens is we make these associations Mm -hmm. and the associations in turn, you know, kind of stamps what that bias is. So we've got like, you know, what we call implicit bias, and we'll talk about that in a moment, and we've got explicit bias. So the bias that you know you have is explicit. Okay, so like there are certain biases that we all know Mm -hmm. we have, you know, meaning we make associations about certain groups of people, we all do it in some form or fashion. And that's explicit to us. So we know that it exists. And that exists whether you want to admit it or not. Right. 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 We have explicit um, biases um, for and against certain groups. That's correct. Right. That's correct. Mm -hmm. But then we have that implicit bias that's hidden to us even. Um, It's not conscious to us. We don't realize we have it until it comes out and is brought brought to our attention or we become aware of it. Right. Um, and so that implicit bias is really the bias that is hardest to detect in ourselves because like you, many of us espouse that we, you know, we love all groups of people, that, you know, we, um, that we want everyone to get along, that 
we all want to be we want to be friends with everyone yeah. no matter what and so we espouse that and this is what we say we believe but we yeah. don't realize that there are some hidden biases that were really kind of um, created long before you know we even knew you know that yeah. there was even a such thing if you will yeah I think one of the one of the things that I found really interesting is just sort of common language right so if you're talking to somebody and they say yeah I met um, I met this guy who was a you know an expert in you know what is the image of the guy that comes up in your mind you know when somebody says you know I met this guy is it is it a white man is it a black man is it and and why is that right so very often sort of like that um, that generic language very often like like what is the image that comes up if somebody says you know a girl is walking down the street what is that image that comes up, you know, in terms of the generic language? If, you know, if, if somebody doesn't say, you know, she was African-American or she was Latina or she was, you know, Indian or then is, you know, then the automatic association that you make may indicate like some, a bias that you have. Right? right. So those are just things to just kind of think about, like in, in the beginning, especially if you have not undergone an, an exercise where you unpacked those biases. Mm -hmm. One of the things to think to really think about is like, what are the images that come to your mind when certain language is used? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes we'll um, we'll share a riddle. Yeah. Um, part of me wants to share it, and then there's another part that doesn't want to share it because we might use it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't want everybody to be like, I know that one. I saw that yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, it's it's just what you were saying, you know. So if you think about, um, you know. Uh, well, I went to the doctor, you know, so when you, you know, and, and the doctor said I need to have surgery. So I met with the surgeon and you think about, okay, so who is that surgeon? Yes. What's the image that right. comes into your mind? That's right. You know, are you thinking that the surgeon is a woman? Are you thinking that the surgeon is um, a Latina, you know, so a, mm -hmm. a woman of Latin descent? Mm -hmm. Are you thinking that it's a uh, a black person like mm -hmm. who are you thinking of when you think about the surgeon coming to have a conversation with you and I think sometimes people say oh, I didn't think about anything I just I I didn't it's like this requires honesty yeah this requires transparency even with yourself even with yourself mm -hmm. even with yourself and mm -hmm. I think there are things again we've said this before in this podcast but you know, in our in our nation, you know, we still don't have free flowing, easy conversations around race and culture and particularly bias. Mm -hmm. But I think really having and thinking about like the the biases and unpacking them and where did they come from? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have bias that comes from what we did not see. So if you grew up and, you know, let's say in your in your parent circle, you never saw a particular group of people. So maybe your parents never, you know, in, in your parent circle of friends, there were no Asian Americans. Maybe there were no African Americans. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was nobody of, you know, from the LGBTQ community. Like maybe you did not see those those groups. And so the message is we're not friends with those groups. So maybe we can work with them and maybe we can I've even, you know, live down the street for them or something, but we're not 
friends with them. They're not in our circle. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. those absences very often create images as well. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Right. And then, you know, there are images that we get from the media, yes. you know, unfortunately. Yeah. So when you think about, you know, who's bad, mm -hmm. who's mm -hmm. ugly, mm -hmm. who's um, poor. Po yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, who's wealthy. Yep. You know, like there are images yes. of what those people look like. Yeah. And those that points to um, and, and what that does is it, it creates associations in our mind. That's so right. the more we see it, the more we begin to make associations. Mm -hmm. Who are the decision makers? You know, mm -hmm. so, you know, at, at one point we had, um, we had, you know, a, a black man and a white woman running for president at the mm -hmm. same time. Both were first. Yes. Both were first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But growing up, whenever you talked about a president or who could be president, it was always you know, yep. the only image we ever saw was a white man, white man as president. That's right. And so when a woman wanted to be, be president and was a contender, mm -hmm. like a strong contender, mm -hmm. and when a black man wanted to be president and also was a strong yeah. contender, you know, people had to really confront the biases That's that right. they had about women or black men or black people in the office of president. Yep. And so like, you know, if you were to go back you know, all those years when, when they were running, mm -hmm. you know, what were your thoughts? You know, and I'm not talking about from a political standpoint, I'm talking about, can you see where at that point, were you even able to see yeah. someone other than a white man in that position? Yeah. And many of us could not see that. No. You know, the same thing, you know, in church, for example, cause I grew up in church and I've shared that with you before, you know, my father was a pastor. And most of his friends who were pastors were all men. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so there was this bias yeah. that, you know, men are pastors. But interestingly right. enough, I shared this recently with you. I thought this was really progressive. When I was a child, my grandparents went to a church and their pastor was a woman. Mm -hmm. And this wow. was like back in the 70s, okay? Maybe sooner. I don't know. I mean, yeah, 70s is when that's I was a child. Amazing. So I don't know how long they were they were a part of this yeah. church, but like that's really progressive. I never even saw any female pastors at all. Right. Like until I was an adult. Right. And so you, know? the, you just have this image that, well, yeah. well, you know, you can't have any women yeah. who were pastors. Yes. You yes. Know, because, and it's as a child, you know, you, I created an, uh, an association with who holds this position. Sure. You know, and then later learned that, well, and even though I saw my grandparents pastor, because when we would go visit, we would go to church with them. Mm -hmm. and even though we, we knew that there was a woman in the pastor, mm -hmm. there was, but there was, a, there was a message that I was being sure. sent that women can do this too. That's right. But it wasn't a strong enough message right. and it wasn't reinforced by society mm -hmm. or at least by the, the church society. Yeah. And so oftentimes I did not make those associations. Because even now, if somebody says, you know, pastor, minister, rabbi, priest, you know, um, imam, I always think man, like that, that's, that always comes to my, to my head right. um, and until, you know, if it's not, you know, if it's a woman or whatever, until I, you know, see her or mm -hmm. somebody mm -hmm. says, um, you know, describes or to me or gives me the name. I'm like, oh, okay. But even now, and, and when we talk about bias, so very often, you know, I think people get 
um, hung up with like racial bias. Mm -hmm. And that is a thing. Like, yes, that is. is a thing. Absolutely. But there are some other areas too, where, where we hold bias. So like I just said, if somebody says pastor to me because of those early messages and because of what I didn't see, mm -hmm. I would normally think man, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, just because of having grown up in church, right. that's what I saw. And even still now, I think there is a, um, it's still like a dom a male dominated um, area. Yeah, so, I would agree with yeah. you. I would agree mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. What are some other areas where bias shows up? Well, I think that um, around ableism, yeah. like we never um, think that you know someone who is differently abled in an area would be the you know we we never kind of come up with that so so if we're in a doctor's office and a doctor comes in and maybe they're in a in a wheelchair like we would have never thought mm -hmm. that someone with you know these different abilities would be like in that in that position right or would even be in a um position of leadership mm -hmm. right we would we don't really associate differently able people or even non-neurotypical individuals with you know leadership mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so i think those are some areas that we that we still continue to to see bias yeah yes. we do mm -hmm. we do yeah. so what do we do when we um are in spaces where clearly bias is you know existing and it's like what do you do when you know that there's bias towards you what do you do that's a that's a really good question <laughs> so I think it depends on on what's happening. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, in a previous position, you know, the assumption was that schools that serve predominantly African American and Latino children were automatically failing and unsafe. Like there was like this association. Yes. And so, so I would just speak up. Like, okay, so we do know that there are some schools that have predominant, you know, predominantly um, African-American or Latino student population, they're actually doing quite well. Mm -hmm. I just wanna make sure everybody knows that in this room mm -hmm. because then the language stops being so general, mm -hmm. right? So if you want to, you know, um, address an issue that a particular school is having, let's not conflate a failing school, you know, school where we're not getting the, the, the standardized test scores, mm -hmm. and that's what I mean by failing, mm -hmm. with predominantly African-American or Latino children. Let's not conflate those two. Mm -hmm. So there may be some patterns, right? There may mm -hmm. be some patterns mm -hmm. there, but that doesn't mean that mm -hmm. a school that serves um, that particular population is inherently failing. Right. So I think that's one of the things I, I just speak up, especially when I see it being generalized. Yeah. I speak up. Yeah. Yeah. When we were, you and I have had this conversation before, and I'm not sure if we've talked about this on our podcast, but when we were children, we, um, you know, we enjoyed um, things in, 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 the, mm -hmm. in the STEM or mm -hmm. STEAM mm -hmm. um, category. So, for example, as a kid, uh, I remember taking like, you know, my, my first like um, computer class, if you will. And this was in the 70s, and that's when, like, the Apple II was the computer. <laughs> so, you know, that's a long time mm -hmm. ago. And we were learning how to program it and, you know, make it do something, like, you know, learning. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I was about mm -hmm. sixth grade. It was really cool. I loved it. 
loved it. I also love math. Mm -hmm. So as a kid, my if you asked me as a child, what's your favorite subject in school? I would say math unequivocally, mm -hmm. like math. I love math. But there were biases then and yeah. now yeah. about women or girls yeah. in math mm -hmm. and in mm -hmm. science mm -hmm. or technology. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and we can still, even now in society, see the disparities of who's in the STEM yes. fields. Right. And so as a kid, if a teacher had seen, you know, that in me, had seen like she really has this thing about, you know, math and she, I mean, she's, and she, I was good at it too. Mm -hmm. So I didn't just love mm -hmm. it. I loved it and I was good mm -hmm. at it. And I love doing the technology stuff like that was like a thing, you know. And so a teacher could have said, have you ever considered, you know, thinking about yeah. going into the field of engineering? No one no. ever brought that yeah. to my attention. I didn't even know that it was mm -hmm. a, that it was an option. for Yeah. Me. Yeah. Not once did I ever know that it was an option for me. Yeah. Yeah, I had the same, the exact same experience. I was very good in math. I, one class I can think of in particular, um, I think I had like an, a 100 average at one point. 100, that meant I was making no mistakes, right? And so when it was advanced math, it might have been trig or pre-calc or something like that. And nobody, like you said, you know, made the attempt or even encouraged me to, like, you might, maybe you can think about majoring in mathematics or doing something that involves mathematics you know you seem to have an aptitude for this you seem to be doing pretty good with this mm -hmm. you know the boys around me they all got these like opportunities to go to like these um these these uh, these um uh, camps or mm -hmm. or after school clubs like they all got that but I just, and I didn't see girls doing particularly well in definitely not African-American girls, right, right, you know? Right. And so, because um, we talked about belonging before, you know, in a previous podcast, I, I just didn't think that that was something that, that, that belonged to me and I didn't feel like I belonged to it, right. you know? Right. I was good at it, right. but right. that just meant that I was good at it. It didn't right. mean much more. Um, so yeah, so same, same, mm -hmm. and, you know, you were in Ohio and here mm -hmm. I am in New Jersey having the exact same experience. Yep. How many other African-American girls who are now women and, and who are, you know, some, some girls who are still in schools are not getting the encouragement in those right. areas right. that they need. Right. And it all goes back to bias. Like it does. How, it does. Do, how, how do the teachers and the leaders see right. us? Right. You yep. know, what kinds of opportunities do they provide? for us, yep. you know? And mm -hmm. I think that that's really the big part of the challenge. If you're not honest with yourself about bias, then we keep having these situations where people don't get access to opportunities that could actually really, really be good for them. Right. You know? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So how do you, um, you know, how do you help someone uncover their bias? That's a really good question. That's a really good question. Yeah, it's a it's a tough it's a really it, tough question, quite so. honestly. I think so. I I think I would start with the language, mm -hmm. like what do you automatically associate? And I can't get in anybody's head and make sure that they're being honest. Mm -hmm. But what but what do you associate with? What groups do you associate with? What characteristics? Mm -hmm. I think we start there. Mm -hmm. Start with that with that really generic language. Um, I also think to you know look 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 at your patterns 
So are there patterns of associations? Right. Are there patterns to who you believe might be a good doctor? Are there patterns to who you believe might be a good accountant? Mm -hmm. Are there patterns to who you believe might be a good teacher for your child? Mm -hmm. Are there patterns, mm -hmm. you know, are there patterns to, um, to, to any of that? Mm -hmm. And I think maybe start there, mm -hmm. start with, start with the patterns. But the truth is, like we said earlier, everybody has it. Mm -hmm. So it's just up to all of us to find out like, where do we have those areas of bias? Our brains are created to be associative. The, the brain is remarkably associative. Mm -hmm. And we will make generalities mm -hmm. out of, you know, sort of the way that we're wired because we are wired to be that. But it doesn't have to right. stay there. Well, what's really cool about the brain, and I love this, is the brain can unlearn something. Yes. You can teach the, the brain yes. to make different associations. Yes. Um, and to begin thinking differently about groups of people. And sometimes it could be. So say the bias is centered around um, you associate negative traits to groups of people, which we have mm -hmm. seen in, in a number of different situations. We, we talked about this when we talked about discipline, mm -hmm. you know, that the ones, the students who were getting disciplined the most disproportionately were black students. Yeah. Um, black boys probably yeah. first and foremost. And yeah. so, you know, begin one, I think I love that you, you talked about the data part of it. So like, if you know the data, if you begin to see where you're making these associations, now you can begin to unlearn like, okay, so why is it that I'm, that I find myself targeting black boys, right. you know, for discipline right. um, or targeting other groups for something else. Mm -hmm. And, and how can I now begin to look at, okay, what's underneath that? Yeah. You know, what is it that makes me think that their behavior is worse than mm. someone else's mm -hmm. behavior. Mm -hmm. um, if, if we're looking at it from a, from the discipline perspective, right. obviously we can also look at it from the workplace, mm -hmm. you know, and we can look at who gets promoted and who mm -hmm. doesn't get promoted. Who gets rewarded. Who, it, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, if we begin looking at the patterns and understanding it, we can begin to reverse yeah you know, and even begin training our brain to think and look at people differently, Yes. you know, mm -hmm. and stop making these associations because the brain is malleable right. and the brain can, you know, like can grow mm -hmm. in different parts and what, ha like it yes. really can become a different brain yeah. altogether just based upon how you train the brain to see and think about certain things. And I think that takes an intentionality. It does. You have to be intentional about that. Right. So right. it doesn't happen just because you're a nice person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen just because, you know, as we hear, I don't see color. Like that, <laughs> it doesn't, we'll talk about that in another podcast, but it like does. we did, but. I, did we? we Maybe we have. did. Maybe we did. <laughs> um, but it doesn't happen just because um, we, you know, just kind of, oh, we, we just, well, I like everybody. I like. It doesn't happen because of that. It happens because we are intentional about recreating our associations. Right. 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 It happens because we're we're um, we're deliberate. Yes. About saying, okay, I thought negatively here, or I thought uh, this characteristic goes with this group, um, but I'm going to deliberately not associate that characteristic with, with, with that group. And that takes some time. Mm -hmm. That takes some time. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing that I would suggest is um, we, we, in a training, we, one of the, in our trainings, we suggest, you know, this whole uh, mindset around cultural humility. And, not, and I'm thinking specifically about like racial and cultural bias. 
Um, but I, I guess this, this could also, um, well, I'm thinking specifically about that, that, you know, sort of immerse yourself in someone else's culture, in someone else's, um, you know, you could do that through like a festival or even a house of worship or something like that where, where your ideology is not the dominant one, sure, right? Sure. So you actually get to be in a position where you just see people for who they are. I, I think that's really important as well to, to immerse yourself. But also self-reflection is going to be really important. And yep. I think we've talked about that over and over and over mm -hmm. again. But I think, it's key. yes, it's key. And, and none of this happens if you're not self-reflective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right mm -hmm. about that. Um, and I think that's, that is really important mm -hmm. um, when we think about um, bias. And, you know, because here's the thing. What we also don't realize is bias isn't. Um, like we make associations and we, we've given examples that weren't all bad, mm -hmm. but bias also turns into um, negative yeah. acts against yes. groups of people. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. so we've got, you know, um, people who have, you know, bias uh, about different groups of people may could potentially be those. You know, anyone who commits a hate crime, for mm -hmm. example, mm -hmm. is someone who has bias mm -hmm. right. um, and. And that bias has now turned into some kind of action, right. uh, you know, act of discrimination or act of hatred or mm -hmm. violence towards someone. And oftentimes when we have bias, we dehumanize people. Right. And I, I, we, I, I come back to this topic because I talked about dehumanizing in another one of our podcasts earlier. Um, but I think it's really important and critical that we understand what happens is when we dehumanize someone, that means we can other them. Right. And if we other them, then we don't have to treat them well. That's right. We don't have to treat them like human beings. That's right. We don't have to have to treat them right because they are a part of this other yes. group. Yes. And when I think about othering, it also brings me to another thought about how society has um, said that if people are different, then that's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we're we're socialized to find commonality right. and to associate, you know, with people who are like yes. us. And so if someone is different than us in some way or whatever, for whatever reason, that's not seen as a good thing. So right. let me give you an example of, of, you know, a scenario that could happen and has happened at times. I've seen it happen in the grocery store, young preschool age, um, white child sees somebody of another color mm -hmm. um, and says to their mom or their dad, you know, look at them. They're like brown or black mm -hmm. or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and let's just say that's their first exposure. And the mother or the father says to that, the parent says to that child, you know, you know, shh, that's not yeah, nice. Yeah. Like, don't, don't like, say that, you know, right. and they're embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I'm mm -hmm. so sorry that my child like noticed that yeah. you were black, basically. <laughs> Um, and you obviously were trying to hide it. Right. Um, just, right. Kidding. <laughs> right. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. We're just kidding. Um, but, but what happens is, so what, what is happening in that scenario is the child is being taught that if you recognize and see a difference in another person, that's not yeah, a good thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's not what we want for children. Right. Like, so that, that's where the bias begins yeah. really early because it's not, it's shush, it's hush, hush right. to notice right. what's different mm -hmm. about me, you know, mm -hmm. 
um, in, in the grocery store. Like, you know, and whereas it could be a wonderful, beautiful, teachable moment. Yes, honey, this is a, you know, she's a black woman. Maybe, maybe we can go and say hello and talk mm -hmm. to her and have a conversation mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's an opportunity for this to be a teachable moment, not an embarrassing right. moment. Right. It should not be an embarrassing moment. Mm -hmm. But it also may mean, it may send a signal to that parent that, you know, we need to show our children yeah. how diverse the world That's is. That's right. And, right. you know, cr you know, create um, opportunities right. for them to learn about other people. Yes. You know, yes. and that not everybody is the same and not being the same isn't a bad thing. That's right. It's actually a good it's thing. It's actually a good It's not thing. embarrassing. It's not something you have to shush. Right. It's a something good thing. that we can celebrate yes. and honor. Right. And, you know, and send messages to our children that it's totally okay. It's right. actually, our strength lies in our differences. Exactly. Right? And so you can, it's totally fine to, to call them out. Let's talk about how we celebrate it. Let's talk about how, how we honor that. I think absolutely, that's a really great, um, great example. Cause we've all seen it, yeah. you know, yeah. we've all experienced it. Mm -hmm. And so, so that, so, so I, I love this conversation. We're going to have to revisit this. Sure. This there's, there are pieces so of this that much. we have not touched we on haven't at even, all. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But um, we really enjoyed this conversation yeah. um, with each other. Yeah. And we hope that you did too. We hope that you walk away with some, some things to think about and, and consider. And we invite you to join our conversation. We're on the social media platforms. And we'd like to hear what you have to say about, yeah. you know, your experiences around implicit bias. Yeah. yeah. Please share that with us. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm Tanya. And I'm Erica. And thank you so much for joining us.